Seven. Twelve. Eleven. One. Zero. Six. How many numbers? This is episode number 429 of Dave Water Cooler. New action. Word Camp US 2022 contributor day. I'm Jason Tucker. You find me at Jason Tucker on Twitter. Episode 429. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve Zang. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run the Oaks. Zeke Interactive. He does stuff. Oh, I'm Say. Hi. I talk smack on Twitter. <laughs> Could have left it there. <laughs> and y'all know who it is. It's your boy, Jason Cosper, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg, back at it again on the world's most dangerous WordPress podcast. Oh, yeah. We danger. Speaking of danger, go over to Spotify and go listen to us there. Wah, oh, la, 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 la. Hello, I forgot everyone. that I How say I forgot today? that I say influential and just yeah. dangerous. You know it's what? Though? It's a, every look. Everybody knows we're the most influential podcast. So. Are we the most existential yeah. podcast? <laughs> Hi, Courtney. Hello, nice to see everybody. Speaking today. of which, speaking of existential threats. <laughs> Hello, I'm Courtney Robertson, and I work at GoDaddy Pro. <laughs> That's just a giggle for no reason other than happy to see Courtney. Uh, Always happy to see Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Courtney, unlike the rest of us, (laughs) was actually at Contributor Day. So um, whereas I will be speaking uh, via my knowledge of the the Slack and the make, uh, the the virtual. The make? (laughs) Make? Yeah, I got it. Make? (laughs) m-a-k-e yes okay Um, my hearing it's it's yeah i'm getting old you really are okay so (laughs) anyway i was virtually paying attention but courtney was there in person and um uh i don't know if andy fragan was there hi andy fragan but um you should have been and if you weren't you were remiss from missing it honestly uh although i i need to say first of all i want you to tell I, I, you said that you work at GoDaddy, Courtney, but I definitely want you to just reiterate what it is you do within uh, the Make project itself, just so we're clear yeah. on your awesomeness. Why, thank you. So mm-hmm. um, Andy, that just said hello, is trying to poach me to go to the core team because Andy helped me get, for the first time at Contributor Day, I managed to get with Andy to get the core local dev environment set up on my laptop. However, I don't know if Andy's going to be able to poach me because my main home in the Make WordPress project is over on the training team. We make the content that goes on to learn.wordpress.org. I got to be a table lead and hang out with some of my longtime favorite historical contributors to the project. And it was amazing. By the uh, way, if, if anybody wants to poach me, it's uh, steve at zeke.com. <laughs> Good luck. I, I hear you. Nobody, nobody, nobody's reaching out to me. <laughs> got to get a contributor today, Steve. That's it. I, I want I, I don't know if I want to be poached. It sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. Slightly. But Might you be. know. Um poached by Andy. I mean, maybe that's maybe. scrambled. He, I'm, I'm more of a scrambled person myself. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a surgeon. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for more of an over easy type of situation. <laughs> just so we're clear. What uh, just happened? <laughs> egg joke, Steve. I, got it. I understood. I got egg it. jokes. Because yeah. we're a bunch of eggheads. <laughs> Winks, thanks. Oh, look, Andy's getting into it down there. Yeah. All right, I just want to yeah. say real quick that Andy is one of the folks in our community that I think are actually part of what makes our community so interesting because Andy 
is not necessarily a WordPress professional insofar as that he is a trauma surgeon. He's a surgeon. Like not a code surgeon, surgeon, a real surgeon. Like with blood <laughs> and, yeah. and masky things that definitely work. Um, uh, anyway, <clears throat> I we are getting distracted by Andy. Thank you, uh, Tucker, for doing that because it's his favorite thing to do. But I do want to talk about Contributor Day. I... I think that um, from the pictures I saw and from from uh, my third party uh, assessments on Twitter, this was one of the better attended yeah. contributor days. The, the room was full. Like there were people there. No one wanted to leave. Yeah. The room was full. So I, I forget the exact numbers that I saw for contributor day. There was a rough count. Um, look at all those pictures going by. So there was a rough count during contributor day right before lunch yeah, look at that. of all the people that were there. Percentage-wise, I think I heard we were coming close to forty percent of attendees. Um, were... That's so amazing. Wow. Because it yeah. was such, also it was such a reduced um, attendee. See Andy, there's Andy, but me oh, and you. Um, look at that. It's yeah. like yeah, we did not plan that, but uh, I think that it was also it was also a much smaller WordCamp US, much more like a regular style WordCamp, mm. uh, a regional or, or local WordCamp versus WordCamp US, yeah. um, which uh, Matt Mullenweg mentioned in his talk also, you know, kind of that intimate feel. But um, I still did not see multiple people that I was looking for and wanted to see. I don't know if it was just like spread out that way, but like I literally did not see people. So it wasn't that small. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think it was... Um, uh, the, the turnout is great, even though it's small. Like I, I didn't go because I went to the zoo because you know toddler. But like, I yeah, <laughs> I, I missed a contributor day here or there when I had the toddlers too. And now that mine are not toddlers, it's great to be back. Um, and it would be great in the future to see. I I need to check on this for the years that we've had kids camp running. If they had kids camp going on during contributor day, how that was handled. Um, I know they did. <clears throat> I know they did at uh, St. Louis. Yeah, had stuff happening on the Sunday, but um, that was like I think the most elaborate kids camp. Yeah, yeah. But so we had all of this turnout, right? Yeah, y'all did. I wasn't there, so I can't say us, but you know, us as the WordPress people. Um, but bandwidth was a no go. Yeah, that was a bit of a challenge. Yeah, we had some new mm -hmm. folks on the team and. We did have a little bit of bandwidth, but the photo team certainly wouldn't have had the bandwidth to handle the photo uploads in the room. Um, so they went on a photo walk, but a lot of us were able to do activities at our tables that didn't require a whole lot of internet bandwidth. I think marketing team was struggling though with their just getting into Google Docs. Oh no. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think that is always, I even commented on it last week that the, the, um, the on last week's episode that the Wi-Fi was like everywhere and like really mentioned. And I, I thought it was actually pretty good during the yeah. event itself, but you know, every apparently on Sunday it was crapped out. Nonetheless, work was done and yeah. uh, a lot of people were onboarded and I've been seeing um, a lot of tickets come through yeah. for, through meta, through core um, was, was what did the learn team do? Yeah. Learn and training team. We had a couple different things going on. Um, one, the learn website is gearing up towards eventually being part of the training program for certification and WordPress. 
So we need the quality of training materials. That's a big be, deal. Yeah, it, it really is, right? Yeah. So I had employers in various industries coming up to me during the event saying, hey, I'm hiring for this one role right now. Do you know anyone? Um, because I help run the jobs.wordpress.net site. That's really Chris Wegman running most of it, but I help a little. Uh, so between that and training, people are like, I, I like to help try and get people connected to job opportunities. And I said, I'm not sure that I can find someone right now for that one role, but long-term holistically, we're looking at solving the WordPress jobs pipeline where we need more qualified talent, right? And so Lauren could be that home to help improve the quality of the talent that we've got available to us so that people actually know the programming languages and WordPress itself if they're applying for dev jobs or in the design space that they know a lot of what the WordPress people need them to be able to work with. So I actually went real quick. I saw um, yesterday Angela Bowman uh, asked WP girl on Twitter. Uh -huh. She tweeted uh, slightly unrelated, but just about that. Um, she just had learned about uh, folks on LinkedIn who uh, basically like copy people's careers and mm. background and then like, uh, basically pretend to have work experience and then go from job yeah. to job, getting signing bonuses and getting um, hired and then, you know, not doing any work and then getting fired in that oh, process. Gosh. No, yeah. we need, we need to make well, sure no, that's so, not the case. Well, exactly. Yeah. So this is, we, we had talked, you and I had talked mm -hmm. previously about the fact that that is something that can more easily be done in WordPress. Yeah. Not that not that we think that there's a ton of people like being fraudulent out there necessarily, but I'm sure there are, but not it's not the point. Is uh it's hard to know what people's right. actual development skill level is in WordPress mm -hmm. because there is no sort of metric against right. which to measure it. Uh, uh right. which is different than so many of the other structures that have certification programs or at least like you know third-party certification programs yeah or whatever it happens to be and we are really alone in that um not having that at all and this is i, I just i just wanted to not let that go yeah out you without bringing it up because it's something i think we'll talk about again oh but yeah it's, it's a big deal to yeah. me and i think so so know that part of the day we created some documents to look at other open source projects what they do for a certification um just to start collecting that we're not anywhere near done with that list i got a great recommendation from amy june who's over at opensource.com on a lot of i got a big list of open source projects where i could go review both their get involved pages and also their certification programs and just sort of look at what do we like and don't like about those various initiatives so that we can learn from them um, but during the day so those two documents were kind of worked on a little bit in the day we had one person that was contributing by reviewing accessibility of the content unlearned. We had other people that were um, like Allie Nimmons comes in from having a lot of uh, experience teaching WordPress courses for many institutions. So we were discussing about the quality of the materials that we're creating and making sure that that is up to a professional caliber. Um, we also had some people working on at the training table had uh, Micah from Bluehost was working on the GitHub repo that we've got. We've got a GitHub issues track project board, and that ties to what Meta does to help us track contributions to the project because let's leverage technology and take some of the work off of technology, uh, the, the people uh, and in trying, we, we can't store everything in my head. It just doesn't fit. So we're using <laughs> GitHub to um, sort of track the contributions in the project and 
help streamline our workflows with some automation there. We put uh, the link so, in the chat just so we can have it in our show notes. Yeah, yeah. If so it's, uh, it, I'll just say if, if folks had to make.wordpress.org slash training, everything's up at the top of that page in the welcome box. Um, so I'll get the link, but we have made a lot of progress. And we also had two former team reps in person, one former team rep remotely, and then the other team reps, some of them were able to be present and some were not. For them, it was, you know, the middle of the night. But it was a lovely time on our team and lots of cross-team collaboration because some of the same things we face other teams like Docs experience too. So it was great. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> I was trying to be like polite and like li I was listening, and then I like didn't know how to stop. Sorry. Okay. I gotta stop listening. I have, um, a, I have a quick question, oh. real quick, Courtney. So yeah. the the welcome box actually has content in there too. So uh, usually it, when I go to the site and I see the welcome I box, I I go hit the hide welcome like uh -huh. every single time. Yeah. And I've never noticed that there's actually like a list of meeting times and stuff like that there. Yeah, it's in there, and you can click to expand it when you go to the site as well. So cool. if you've hidden it, you can hit the unhide option that displays there. It's like show and hide the welcome box. Yeah, that, that box has always been a huge gripe for me because every time I go to the site, I look at it and I go, it's the same content on every page. And then come to find out that there's nice. actually like custom content on there too. Yeah. Very cool. It, Thank you. It has been changing uh, uh, team to team um, because it actually was very stagnant for a long time. So yeah. I think that those, I know marketing has been working on just kind of their intro text. I think now, I think just kind of, maybe it's because everything else is Gutenberg. So everyone's kind of turning their attention to like, you know, their GitHub or their, or maybe it's because GitHub, we you know everyone's transferring over to GitHub. So we're trying to figure out the balance between what lives on GitHub and, you know, what lives on make. I think that's yeah. a really, um, you know, and where are all, where are the handbooks for, for all of this? I think Courtney and I, particularly in various areas have put, pressure and, and brought up the, mm. you know, where, where are these things? Where is, where are these different handbooks and, and stuff? But I mean, it's the whole community is looking for that. And I think it's definitely slow. We all know, you know, the yeah. slowness, right. It doesn't happen in a week or two. Uh, but it, it, I, I really feel like there is some getting some cohesiveness in terms of making the site itself much more useful than it, it was. Yeah. Including, the nav bar, which was a Matt Mullenweg instigated um, push to get that done and also has yeah. a lot of problems, but it was recently updated um, to be much more streamlined. So there's 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 movement in within the make community to make participating in make and to contribute much easier in addition well, to expanding the definition of what a contributor is. So that, that is really helping. And I think that's making people feel like there's hope. Related to that, this isn't a finalized or done thing, but if you go to make that wordpress.org slash latest, um, oh, yeah. and just I gave you the link for that one. This is just an RSS board, literally of all the teams. Like this is the, it's the one RSS place. It, it auto updates via RSS. All of but you need to understand that Courtney just made this and made this on her own. She she was like, this needs to happen. And so has single-handedly with, with assistance from different folks like from Meta, yeah. but has yeah. been the force behind. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is so basic. Like all of the different posts from all of the different teams are here collected in one spot so that you can go here and you know basically look on a per per team basis as what the most 
the latest things are that are happening and being discussed in that team on the main blog. Not the same thing as the GitHub. Yeah. So there's other there's other issues yeah. that exist over on the GitHub and of course in the Slack itself. But anything that gets big traction and also is kind of requesting feedback is generally put on to the blog. Generally, mm -hmm. um, there's exceptions to all of that. Lots of them. But yeah. anyway, so this um, this page is new and. Courtney made it. I did not know about this. This is this is great. I can see what's going on with the the core team and only twenty years later and, and the training team and and everything like right yeah. on one page. And I can also see how many meetings the Tide Project has canceled just right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Polyglots gets the win for like like they use their we call them P twos in, inside of .org contribution. Because that's the theme that's running. Yeah. So, so uh, polyglots is used there differently. People fill out the the um, the way the posts work on .org. You can leave like a comment at the top of the team site, and it like makes it like a post. So polyglots takes their requests that way, and they get published. Uh, so polyglots wins for having the most amount of posts ever. I think. So that's, and this is part of the, how are people structuring their teams? It's really interesting when you start um, delving into the management of all of these different teams, because, you know, we talk a lot about the, the leadership void, or I talk a lot about the leadership void uh, within uh, WordPress and you can kind of see it. It, it, it's a bit of a like a, like two hands off, but also it's nice to be hands off because it can fix, you know, kind of create its own thing. But you know, it is what it is. It is a very hands-off evolution of team structure. And these teams have gone through a lot of evolution, all of the different teams. That's saying it nicely, right? Evolution. Yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of turmoil or WP drama or any of those terms. Um, but it, it's really interesting how unique Polyglots is, for example, but how, how the the operation of each team is so unique. Mm. I think it's, it is, it, it makes it more difficult to understand and participate across mm. the team and yeah. not just in one tiny area. Yeah. Think, yeah. The nice thing with contributor day, somebody uh, that was collecting the notes from what all the different teams did for a recap post, they were walking around and like writing it on paper and pencil. I, I, I don't know what, how to handwrite anymore, but that's what folks were doing there. And um, they they wanted the ability to put it on the update site. So I said, okay, let's go over here to the meta table and ask Otto for permissions to get this person added onto the site. And we were able to do that in person at Contributor Day, which is great. There are times I think that being in the same room, you can walk around, get to know what the other teams are up to, figure out how to collaborate across the teams together in ways that are challenging if you're only inside of Slack. And even if you're inside Slack at the same time, like at the meetings, it's it can be more more useful than the, yeah. you know, because people forget and their attention drifts away, especially for something that is not everybody's full-time job, right? right? You say something and then you're like, oh yeah, I also have to work. Let me go work for a minute. And then you're like, wait, did someone respond? Wait, oh, okay. I have to, you know, get my brain back into that thing yeah. that I do for fun. Yeah. I'm winked a lot in this episode. <laughs> Speaking of winking, speak. This is a perfect segue. There was a another make post that came out on Core um, during Contributor Day that um, was contributed. 
I like there's a wink tally. Good. <laughs> wink tally happening down there. Uh, did did any of you read this? There were actually two uh, um, core posts that were made by on Contributor Day by someone who was not actually at Contributor Day. Is that correct? I didn't see him there. Yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> Matt Mullenweg, you may have heard of him. He made kind of two proclamations, essentially. Um, we can talk about both of them, but it's interesting insofar as the core team, a lot of the core team was there in the building working on stuff. And this was this, this opinion, this post was delivered as a post, not delivered in person or discussed in person. So I'm just giving that not with any judgment, just for context. Um, was it? Was it leadership? I don't know. You be the judge. Um, oh, maybe it was that's what it was trying to happen. But anyway, uh, we linked to it here. Uh, the There were two posts put out. One was about WebP and Core. Uh, Cosper, did you see this? this oh, your... yeah. This, did, did I, <laughs> this, did is I your, this is your, uh, your, your ballywick over here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I did see it. Um, and it just basically, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that WebP is a very controversial thing. And we've talked uh, about it on the show, how controversial right. it is. Yeah. And the, the people who, uh, have issues with it, I completely understand their issues. I, I think that it is, um, <laughs> To support a new image format shouldn't necessarily be so hard, but um, I mean, it's uh, it is. Uh, people just have opinions both about um, the the people pushing it. Like uh, a lot of this has been pushed Google. forward through Google contributors, right? Um, but also, um, people are just like, but I up I upload the images that I want to upload. I carefully. Uh, pick my formats of JPEG and I have it compressed a particular way. Um, you know, I, I don't want uh, this thing that I upload to all of a sudden, now that I'm running on a new version of WordPress, start recompressing my images. So I, I get that, you know, it's really hard to figure out how to like merge uh, conversion of new image uploads into WebP and and have that active, uh, but it dovetails into uh, kind of the the next thing is that Matt uh, thinks it would be a good idea and to to kind of go back to this uh, thing that I believe Jen Milo proposed all the way back in like two thousand nine uh, that we have uh, effectively canonical plugins uh, plugins that are um things that are in-house in-house plugins i think that's the better word than canonical honestly because canonical like what does that mean they're like in-house plugins right I, well I mean, and it's said canonical i'm just saying that's what it what, what we mean essentially when we say that right like yeah and and canonical gets especially weird now that we're living in comic book movie times and everybody's like oh that's canon that's not canon like right. uh, there are so many <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's there's that uh, thing in uh, there's an episode of Bob's Burgers where uh, Bob maybe has some information about something and and his 
daughter Tina just keeps going non-canonical, non-canonical. <laughs> and she's getting like very upset over it. And that's now uh, <laughs> th that's all I can think of when I just see canonical, but uh, effectively, yeah. Um, plugins that add functionality to, uh, to WordPress core that are made by uh, WordPress core contributors that are made by the, the actual teams um, that are working on WordPress that may not necessarily um, go into WordPress. Uh, kind of um, how they say, what, what, what is it that uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember which branch, if it was uh, Congress or the Senate, is, is like the saucer where things go to cool. It's like, here's this idea that we have, like, you know, you're going to put it on like the saucer on the side. Probably so, the Senate since everything just sits there. Right. Forever. Um, sure. <laughs> but that's committee and live forever in committee. Exactly. Right. Well, here's, I want to say one thing. So, and he does mention this. Oh, sorry. No, no, do. Oh, um, one, he mentions, mentions, mentions MP6, which was, uh, um, was that for, I don't remember which. Three nine, uh, three nine admin. Three nine. It was like the re, uh, redesign of the admin, which was yep. a big deal. Right. And that lived as a plugin at, uh, as it was in its experimental figuring out phase. And then Gutenberg has been following that model where Gutenberg is, was a plugin and then was folded into core and is still a plugin that is worked on specifically by the Gutenberg team, by the way, which is not necessarily, um, the same thing as WordPress core, which is a whole we've talked about and touched on here, you know, Gutenberg versus WordPress versus which is which. But um, uh, so those are examples of existing in-house plugins. But I, there are so many issues that I see in terms of, first of all, we are already low on contributors, right? Like this is contribution and the problem of onboarding contributors and keeping contributors and keeping contributors that can be consistent on a project or on a, a, a piece of software, like we already are struggling to, to get that happening. And then to add in, in addition to supporting the basic um, operations of that team, which as I mentioned in the earlier part of the show is just barely becoming functional. I mean, it's definitely been functional, but barely becoming like functional at scale. Mm. Um, and then, now we're going to be asking those teams, which are very strapped and very putting together some very hard fought wins um, to do these other things, like this whole other separate thing. And not only that, which is, by the way, maintaining, developing and maintaining a plugin is a very core heavy thing. So yeah. he listed plugins that would be for each team, but the, the marketing team or the train, a lot of folks on the train team are, but the marketing team or the photos team, those aren't necessarily devs, right? Those are people who have gone to those areas to participate in ways that aren't necessarily coding. So now the marketing team would be responsible for maintaining a plugin that does, you know, whatever it is, or, you know, uh, these you know, TV isn't just a matter of, you know, captioning videos and getting all that stuff in there, but now they're maintaining a separate plugin. Like, to me, it makes I don't I don't understand how the teams could actually support plug-in development and maintenance at all, especially when some of the teams have sites that they are also maintaining, like 
docs tv training and even community right. has the work camp sets that they maintain i mean so work community is very busy <laughs> yeah they're trying yeah. to get the world back together you know i guess he didn't put marketing in here so marketing's not gonna it, have one, it is is and it some on there? Of these oh, teams yeah, aren't developers like, right. well, that's exactly like you could be on not... a team, you could be in WordPress and not be a developer. That's what you I'm saying. You could be a designer. Like, you could be a... Gonna be a ton yeah. of devs, like people who are on the marketing team tend to, you know, that's tends to be a split there. Those don't tend to be heavy dev people who want to manage and develop a plugin or they'd be on a different team or building a plugin. Like, so I am completely unclear on how each team would develop and maintain this when each team does not have the actual developer presence to manage this or, or build it. So not only that, but I think also I would call cool. attention to Joe Dolson's comment regarding accessibility and civil deal. rights. If, if the method oh, right. of um, getting more accessibility into core involves creating a plugin for accessibility, Joe indicates that that would be an issue with civil rights per Brown versus board of education. Yeah, I mean, unless the Supreme Court takes that away. <laughs> sure, and that's an American thing, but the principle yeah, of... It is an American thing. The, the principle of um, separate but equal is not exactly a great experience that we want to have in WordPress. It's very... It's no. completely othering by saying you can have an accessible UI over here. Yeah. That's literally all it is, and that's yeah. what that solution is. And I think, I think that Matt brought that maybe just thought of that because of the question that was brought to him uh, the day before about accessibility. And so he's like, oh, well, you know, why don't we just make yeah. an API that it can be fully accessible? But right. that's not the point. The point is not to create an alternate UI that accessible people can use. Yeah. It's to make the one that we have work yeah. for everybody. Like, that's the problem. Yep. And so I, his solution to other it is, I mean, that's kind of what's happening in all of these suggestions. We have right? already, the performance team has um, some plugins. The ones Andy just mentioned in the comments below also are plugins that are related for improving the experience and doing the plugins as features. And they all need to be tested more thoroughly. Um, we have like Site Health and that new plugin review. Uh, it's a review. It's a plugin review by the plugins Right. So we have some of that in process, but some of it is still really problematic. Um, and also the elevation of what Andy was mentioning with the rollback plugin. Um, that's one that if you need to roll a version back inside of plugins, things were pressed that you could do so. And we need ways to get testing on those. So calling them canonical, it sort of almost neglects that these things do exist in features as plugins do exist in some way. And it's the pathway to core. And what are we seeing ship and core uh, during the Gutenberg years? And Gutenberg um, years. Gutenberg years. That's amazing. Decisions, not <laughs> options, hey. right? Like parties over like, here giving us titles for our next episode. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the Gutenberg years. So, um, but also the decisions, not options. That's on the about philosophy page for WordPress, and people are asking, mm -hmm. could we make these? You know, Gutenberg rolled out, and it just rolled out. There was no option initially to enable it. Um, and could we see something that maybe would be like, you have it as an option to enable for a while so we get more people testing. And then after a certain point in time, it becomes the decision. Um, because that's kind of what we see happening inside of Gutenberg features that are rolling out, right? Instead of, yeah. So there's, 
See, I, I, I know I, I, I don't want to cut you off. I, I know we're at yeah. time, uh, but it's really my concern about canonical plugins, uh, especially, is it feels like right now uh, it's saying that the only changes that will be coming into WordPress are Gutenberg changes because that's where the big push is and that right. everything else gets shoved into a canonical plugin that then eventually gets tested and uh, you might have to add it on as a plugin for months, years, yeah. whatever, before mm -hmm. it actually makes it into WordPress core. And that, I'm sorry, is a shitty experience for end users. Yeah. Yep. We should talk, well, we should, we can talk more about this specific uh, topic in terms of canonical plugins or these kinds of features or feature ads in future episodes. On the next episode called the Gutenberg years. Hi, Otto. <laughs> we need a lot yes. of help with testing. <laughs> yeah, Alrighty. we need a lot of help with testing. Well, thank so you very much for hanging out with 40. us, Courtney. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Here's our outro. Go over to daypwaterport.com slash subscribe to subscribe, subscribe to this content. Someone oh, say that we're a canonical oh, podcast for, for, for WordPress in general. So oh, go over to our website. We'd really appreciate it. Also Stitcher and Apple and Google and YouTube. What happened to that Discord, by the way? <laughs>